Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Changing the Lost Vanity. Vanity is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game set in southern Florida during the year 1993. Father Katrina, played by Tillman, Raymond, played by Chris, Isabel, played by Andrew, Frank, played by Slavic, and Adam as the storyteller as they uncover the mysteries of the true fae and forge new paths for themselves in a world of beauty and madness. Follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM for channel updates, and we hope you enjoy this episode. I want to go back to you, Isabel. Do you remember remember when like we had that scene where you had uh, shared a night with somebody you met at the uh, nightclub opening? Did we ever give that person a name? Am no, I just like uh, he very specifically never asked for his name, didn't give a fuck at all about <laughs> any of that. Um he he wasn't named at all and uh she went to his place, left her number there. So like he now has her name and her number, but she doesn't know his name. Oh, perfect setup. I love that. Okay. So your your uh your your cell phone is going to start to to ring. Okay. And you, it's a, it's not a, a recognized number. She'll answer anyway. Uh, with um, this is Isabel. Hey, uh, it, uh, it's me. You're gonna have to be more specific. Uh, it's it's Kyle. Um, that probably doesn't mean anything to you. Uh, from the other night, uh, Kyle. You know, from the club. Oh, hi. Um, uh, I. Was just wondering if you're free tonight. She'll kind of like smile to herself and says, "Absolutely." I, I have reservations at this great place. Uh, you know, I'm really I'm really happy you're not doing anything. Uh, listen, um, if if you tell me where you live, I can I can I can swing by, pick you up in in an hour, or you know maybe you can meet me there. Or you know, she'll think for a moment and then just like say her address. It says one hour. You said, yeah. I'll see you soon, Kyle. Uh, great. Uh, he hangs up. Like awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like nervous, like a nervous teenager on the phone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Isabel uh, inspires that in people. So she'll, uh, with a little bit of uh, like, she is seeing this as as oh, thank God, something to do, something to like, like instead of sitting home staring blankly at this like stupid show and just dwelling on shit she has something she can do now you know so she'll kind of like start getting ready um she uh was already sort of dressed to go out but not knowing uh where he said reservation so she's gonna assume somewhere nice so she's gonna get like more dolled up than before you know to change her clothes maybe go through a couple of different uh outfits before she settles on something you know um what a bold guy. I already had reservations when he called you. What right. was he going to do if you said no? <laughs> um, he is lucky that she is in such a great uh, mood for just, like, escapism. So uh, she will, like I said, probably take a take the full hour in getting ready. And when he shows up, probably make him wait just a minute, you know? Of course. All right, I want to cut back to to Frank. You and and uh, Manny have been driving for like 15 minutes now. 
you're starting to recognize this is like similar to the ride you guys took the previous night, which took like in whole about maybe an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, so Manny opens up the glove compartment of his uh, of his car and he takes out this small it's like a bundle of twigs and, and wood, you know, wrapped in this kind of like wrapped in these kind of like vines. It's like it's like a this this wooden talisman. And he just takes it out and he's he's holding it and he's kind of just like looking at it, flipping it around. And he goes, you remember the, last night I had to come out here and uh, and talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, next day I find this shit outside of my house. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's some something, I don't know, magical or whatever the fuck. Yeah, but Frank you know will what? sort of want to touch it, you know, just... He'll hand it right to you, you know, to oh, look yeah. at, see what you make of it. Sort of, you know, playing with it. With, uh, and it, it, never it's just a very something. crude object. It's it's kind of like these twigs that are bound together with, uh, you know, like, you know, these vines kind of like made to be like a like a type of rope. And it's, it's sort of tied in somewhat of a cross. And it has this um, it has all this all this different like like like. Uh, wooden like like twine wrapped around it and it's it's like some kind of charm or, or something like that uh it's nothing you've ever seen before and manny's like and i know one of these fucks left this at my house as some kind of either just some some kind of warning or they're trying to i, I don't know trying to hex me or some shit i told you about these fucking wackos they're some fucking religious nuts out there oh some yeah. cult and you know what i I suspect that these guys are are loyalists. I'm not sure yet, but I went down sure? there. Oh no, no. Uh, no. Are there people there too? Like normal people? No. There is, you know? and that's and that's what worries me, Frank. These guys are showing normal people way too much of of our of our life. You know, and it's not good, Manny. You told me we shouldn't show ourselves to people. That's right, Frank. These guys are outsiders. They're not part of our freehold, but you know, I I told you I like to fix things, and I and I think that what they're doing is is uh, it's causing damage to even our group. You know, it causes damage to the whole. You know, when when we have people sort of acting on their own like that, they got no leadership, they got no rules. They're just out there doing their own thing. You know, ensorcelling people, making them see other, making them see what we what we truly look like. You know, spreading all this religious crap that probably comes from some truffé bullshit, and frankly, I'm I'm just not gonna allow it. Mm. So I go down there to to tell him to to cut the shit. You know, I I laid hands on the man. I, I won't lie about it. But if if this is what's gonna go down, then then these guys are are in for some some fucking trouble, Frank. I swear to God. And you see him. He, he's his face is getting red, and there's like a a bead of sweat that just drips from his forehead, and he just you know he. He takes the talisman and just shoves it back into the uh, glove box and slams the, slams the door and the glove box shut. And he's like, so this time things are going to be a little more serious. Want me to come with you this time? Yeah, I think I might. You know, Frank, I think it's important that you, that you see some of these bad people, see what they're really, see what they're really up to. And, and, you know, it's, they look just like me or you, but they're, they're trying to hurt us with what they do, Frank. You know, I'm not always going to be in charge. So this summer, 
is it's our summer. We got to we got to do things, you know, the way that they should be done. We got to take care of all the threats within and without. We got to deal with the people who are corrupting our our freehold from within. We got to deal with the, the things that are threatening us from the outside. Oh, there's just so much shit, Frank. If 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 everybody only knew, you know, this this Charlie thing, this True Faith thing, this is just one of many fucking problems I got to deal with. There's all well, kinds of weirdness going on. Well, we need to just... scare them a little bit. Yeah, that could work. That could work. I, I like, you know, I think we could do something like that. I mean, yeah. let's not get out of hand here. We're not trying to, trying to, you know, really hurt somebody. We just want to, we just want to make a message, you know. Yeah, don't worry. So I'm going back to where we went last night, and I'm going to tell this fuck one more time. You guys are still about 20 minutes away at this point here. Let's cut back to Raymond. Are you like, are you just like asleep right now or like what's going on with you? I would say that he's probably sleeping like a baby right now. You know, like he's just so mentally and physically exhausted that he's just out. Especially I think knowing that like Katrina's there, you know what I mean? Also, and like maybe she can help with Charlie or whatever, but he's just out, you know, because of all the events that occurred. And Katrina, you? Uh, quite the opposite. <laughs> She's not uh, getting much sleep this night. Like not just because of her walking around in the house, but also just because she's restless. Raymond, your your sleep is getting deeper and deeper, and and you feel yourself start to enter a dream. Um, all changelings are are lucid dreamers, I believe. I could be wrong about that, but I was always under the impression that like all changelings are are lucid dreamers. Well, they um, are now if they weren't. Do you want to like talk about like what it what it might look like when you start to uh, enter enter dreams or you know? I would say that Raymond uh, probably that's a good question. Uh, I would say that Raymond probably has like dreams of loss. You know, like he dreams of his daughter a lot. He probably dreams of like his you know, Appalachian white trash parents that he just like left, you know what I mean? And like never checked in on once he made money that are probably dead. You know what I mean? Probably even has like a sense of loss for like his wife. You know what I mean? Like that at one time he probably did have a good relationship with her. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, but it's like one, I would say he probably has dreams that when he wakes up in the morning, it hurts. You know what I mean? To wake up because like, he's confronted with reality instead of like the life he used to live. You know, I mean, I would assume there's nightmares that are thrown in there once in a while too, especially with the shit that he dealt with. You know what I mean? But I would say that the dreams, even though they may be like pleasant remembering, you know, his prior life that they're still fucked up because they make him feel like shit. You know what I mean? Like they're not like dreams where he wakes up. He's like, Oh, I had a good dream. If anything, it's just a reminder of like, of, all the mistakes he made and, and and stuff like that. So a mixture of nightmares and then that, like dreams of longing for somewhat of a normal life. You know what I mean? Especially his daughter. His daughter, like, really is a thing that, like, like fucking hurts because, like, he knows she's out there and he's been too much of a coward to even try to figure anything out or or anything like that, you know? Um, here's another thing that I've been meaning to ask, but I always forget about this. Um, so changelings all have the ability, they're, they're connected with their fetch in the way that they can always enter their own fetch's dream with glamour expenditure or willpower expenditure. I forget which. Is that something Raymond has ever done or is that something that he would avoid at all costs? I think Raymond would have done it 
because of like the guilt that like Raymond had felt for what he did to his wife. You know what I mean? And her boyfriend, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't like to this day think, Oh, I killed that bitch and her lover. You know what I mean? It's like, he totally regrets all of that, you know? So maybe like to feel the punishment, you know what I mean? Of that he probably would go and do that. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So as you, as you fall like further and further into, into a deeper sleep, you, you get this, uh, this dream that starts to, starts to form around you. It's, it's similar to how I described with Isabel, where it's kind of like a, a picture being painted around you and it's all just like slowly starting to fill in. And you find yourself outside of your, your old family home, just kind of looking at it. The grass is, is, is mowed nice. Everything is looking, you know, really bright and happy at this moment. It's, it's like uh, the afternoon, the sun is shining bright. Your former wife is, is outside and she's hanging up clothes on the clothesline. And um, there's just this beautiful smell in the air of just flowers and, and fresh linen. And uh, you're looking at her, no indication that, you know, she is like feeling your, your presence or, you know, acknowledging that you're there or anything like that. And you're just like, you're just taken back by this. She seems almost angelic now, you know, so graceful, so beautiful, just, just doing like these, these uh, basic like household tasks. And you're just seeing that and it just, it just hurts you. You know, it's like a, a stab to the heart because you just, you're starting to, to remember, you know, how, even though she wasn't a great wife to you, even though she used you and, you know, she manipulated you and, and stuff like that you very much loved her. None of this bad stuff would have happened if you didn't love her, you know? This was all just like a, a thing of passion. And sorrow starts to set in on this happy moment and things start to turn to gray and she sort of walks out of the frame of the picture and the sky turns dark and the clothes start to turn brown and the smell starts to starts to turn horrid and like a like a rancid smell just very terrible and there's like the sound of like thunder and lightning it's just the the scenery just completely changes into this like nightmarish storm and you just hear the cries of your daughter just daddy daddy just crying for help just daddy daddy and then it cuts to something else the cries of multiple children uh, maybe four or five separate voices. Your vision is, it's like you're staring into a, a corner of a place that you've never been. It's like a basement or like a cellar of some sort. And you can't see any people. You just see, you just see these, these shadows of these, of these small figures, you know, like, like child sized figures. And they're just screaming, help me, help me. And, you you wake up in a in a sweat. I would say I would even wake up screaming. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Just, okay. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, yeah, probably just like freaking the fuck out. You know what I mean? That's like one of those. Like okay, so like I feel like certain dreams, uh, like this is like out of character, like real life. Certain like dreams and nightmares. I feel like it's more common to have them like maybe like an hour or two, like after you fall into like that deep sleep, like you were just like freshly into that deep sleep where you were able to have this very lucid, very visceral 
dream and then immediately you're just uh, woken up. Uh, Katrina, you still being awake, and if, I mean, even if you had been asleep, this screaming probably would have uh, would have taken you out of this the slumber. Uh, you just hear this this screaming from the other room, which I mean, you were already on edge because of this whole situation. So I, I would assume this isn't uh, making it that much easier. What time is it on the clock uh, next to my bed? Uh, it's like ten forty-five. Oh, like it's still just, nighttime, huh? It's still okay. nighttime. It's like you have just gone to sleep. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's something yeah. that just, like, happened, like, very quickly. Uh, question. I Do I have Isabel's numbers? Like, I, I, I do I have her, uh, like, her cell number or home number or anything like that? I think you do. I think, like, in the first session, maybe we had gone over, like, you, you received the, the phone numbers from Nora. We can say that you, unless... Uh, Unless Andrew objects, I, I would say that you do have Isabel's number. It wasn't in the first session. It was later on. He didn't okay. get it from her. He got it from someone else, like maybe Manny or somebody. I don't remember who exactly. But he did I do remember Frank leaving uh, okay. leaving something for somebody. I don't know. Because this is what I like picture like happening. Like when I wake up, right, and I'm all disheveled and I look at my clock, I'm just going to like beeline. I'm probably wearing like boxers or some shit. You know what I mean? I'm just going to beeline towards like my dining area. Grab, you know, like those old cord phones that you have on the wall. You know what I mean? I'm just going to grab the receiver of it and drag the cord, open my front door, screen door, close it. You know what I mean? So I'm outside and just start like hammering out Isabel's number that I have written on a piece of paper or something, you know, next to the phone or tacked on a board or some shit. Isabel, you're in the bathroom. Um, oh, this is like- before he shows up. Yes, this is you're still getting ready right now. Oh, okay. Um, we'll say it's been about like a half hour since he called you, so you're putting the final touches on your, uh, you know, on your hair or something like that, doing a little bit of spray, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. Like Raymond is the last person that Isabel wants to talk to right now. Do you even answer? No, I mean, like I, out of character, I really want to to kind of like you know facilitate this, but like. Do you have answer not gonna, she's not gonna answer. Like, yeah. it's a cell phone. Okay. Do you have voicemail? I'll just leave a well, voicemail. Yeah, I think they have yeah. a right. voicemail. Yeah. So like, she's she's not gonna she's not gonna answer. I'm sorry. She just oh, does no, no, not no, no. I don't talk to you right now. Raymond is like your permanent buzzkill embodied. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. She's like, she'll she'll look and see if maybe you know it's a. Uh, um, damn i done forgot his name already but you know she'll look and see if it's the guy calling and then she'll see it's like not and be like Mm-mm. i'll leave a voice message then let's say this before you before you go into the voicemail let's say the phone is still ringing as you you know finish getting ready and you see um kyle's you hear two beeps from kyle's car outside and you walk out the door as the uh as the voicemail box starts to play raymond's message which is and go ahead raymond all right. Um, Isabel, this is Raymond. Please call me when you get this. Uh, sorry to bug you at this hour. It's important. Just please call me when you get this, please. And I just like hang up the phone. <laughs> She's like, dude. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. sorry. Like, no, yeah, no, no, she, no, no, no. She no, really no. doesn't want to talk like to you. I, I really like it. it. No, I like it. I have no problem with you doing it at all. I think it's cool. I think it's I think that's awesome. And it's the way your character deals with, you know what I mean, what's going on yeah. with her. So when he doesn't answer, I just kind of like, for the handset and then, then go back and sit on my porch. I don't even see if like Isabel came out or Charlie's awake. I'm just like sitting out there staring at the ocean, just like, like my, 
well i'll articulate how he feels like if he talks to someone or whatever but he's just like dealing with like everything he sees because he, he he's not sure and he doesn't know how to interpret it and he's wondering if he was shown something or if it's just his brain trying to you know what i mean rationalize everything that's going on or whatever katrina um are you like what's going on with you right now you're you're laying down in this guest room uh restless uh you've just been pacing around the house and stuff you're you know you're not it's an uncomfortable situation so clearly you're not going right to sleep and then all of a sudden you hear this this uh you know scream screaming bloody murder yeah she'll <laughs> jump from the couch or is it a bed or a couch i don't even know i think he set you up with a with your own bed in the guest room so you yeah. you have your you know your own room for privacy mm. she'll stay in the room for a few minutes i think like definitely uh scared not sure what to do like basically in underwear because she doesn't have anything else mm -hmm. and just um well lock up for a few minutes like uh <laughs> okay fair enough. <laughs> i'm just gonna leave you guys there for one second mm -hmm. okay isabel you are you see kyle's car when he sees you come outside of the of the of the house he jumps out of the driver's side door to uh, open the passenger side door for you. And he's just like, uh, uh, hi, so nice to see you again. And he's wearing like a, like a white shirt that you can tell he, he ironed. Um, he's got this, uh, he has no tie on. He's just, he's just got like a nice white button up shirt, pair of slacks, pair of leather shoes. Um, his blonde hair is, is, uh, combed back and you can see that he's, he's tried a little bit of gel. I don't know. He's he's just really trying to go all out for you. You get this very strong whiff of uh, of cologne, and he opens a passenger door and kind of um, tries to be gentlemanly and, and motion for you to go in. She will just kind of uh, smile at him and uh, see what uh, you know. See, is he like coming in? Is we going out? Like, you know, am I am I fully ready at this point? I was leaving, going out to him. Yeah, so you uh, you're fully ready. You're going out to the to meet him at his car. He kind of just like honked okay, for okay, you to okay. come out. All right, so she's going out to him. Yes, um, he opens the door had, for you to he try had, to wait like, a minute. He would. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You no, can okay. you can see that he's kind of like you know his palms are sweaty and he's kind of just like trying to brush it on his pants and he's like smelling his armpits and other oh thing nervous <laughs> okay. guys don't do. pretend not to notice that at all yeah oh um, yeah this this is when he's still waiting for you to come outside and doesn't realize that you've like opened the door and are kind of because he's 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 trying to like just be like right there with the with the door open for you ready to yeah. whisk you away to this place so yeah well she makes him wait a minute and like comes out and uh i guess uh just hop right in um She's um, she's she's dressed in that like early '90s fashion, you know, with like the the knee high socks with like the plaid skirt and like the 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 the, the, the like spaghetti strap kind of top and all that, you know. I don't know what you call them, but you know, with her hair all up, big hair, just gets in the car and just gives him a flashes him a smile and says, "Where are we going?" Uh, it's this newer place. Uh, oh, it's supposed to be pretty good. Pretty good. Nothing too, too fancy, of course. Uh, just, uh, you know, just a, a new place. I hope you like Italian. Um, 
He's like looking I, at me. I like haven't uh, decided if she what hope, kind of food I hope she likes. Like so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like I haven't decided what kind of food she likes at all. That's not something I thought about. So like, I guess she'll be like, yeah, sure, you know, whatever. You see, he just gets quiet, and you guys are. He starts driving. He says, "We can go somewhere else if you want. I mean, if you don't like Italian, like I'm, I'm sure we can, we can find another place." He is so nervous. She'll oh, okay. So she will do her best to try and soothe him, and just be like, "Um, look, you don't have to be so uptight. It's okay. Like I've already seen you naked." He's just he he instantly. You just see his his cheeks turn red. And he just kind of like smiles and just turns out the window, turns and looks at the window a little bit. And he's driving. You can see he's happy. He's, you know, this whole thing worked out way better than he had guessed. You know, like he was just this this guy working at a bar who saw a beautiful woman and you know just said like, oh maybe like I'll try to talk to her. And like he did not expect like to be uh you know to have spent like a night of passion with you or to be taking you out to a. a a fancy restaurant or something like that. He's like, I can maybe date this girl. This is pretty cool. Like that's, yeah, that's and the- it's a complete opposite of what she's looking at. This is just like, it's just a distraction. You know, this guy is just like something she's uh, like, it's not m- mean spirited at all, but she's just using him to just kind of like, you know, forget about bullshit. Um, so yeah, you guys, uh, you guys continue on to the, to the restaurant, you know, he rolls the window down a little bit after you made that last comment. He's he's like, you can see he's a little bit like flustered by that. Um, so we'll leave you two there for a second. Frank and Emmanuel, you guys are just now starting to uh, arrive in the general area that you guys had pulled up to yesterday. Manny just uh, looks over to you, Frank, and he, he puts a hand on your shoulder and he's just like, so you're going to come in with me this time, buddy? Yeah. Uh, uh, Listen, you can just follow I'll... my lead when we get in there, okay? Uh, I don't want you going crazy and really hurting this guy, okay? We just want to send a message. We don't want to, you know, do any permanent damage. So just try to try to hold back as much <laughs> as you can. Uh, I've got an idea if you'll just let me yeah. scare him a bit. Absolutely. So... I'll let you take the reins, buddy. So yeah, uh, Frank is going to walk up to the door, and he's sort of going to focus in his mind, and he's going to use the Eternal Summer 3 power, which is Noonday Grasp. It costs 2 Glamour. I roll Stamina plus Brawl plus my Mantle rating, and I get plus 1 Strength and an additional point of Strength per 3 successes after, after the first and I do believe it's for the whole scene. And I'm going to be spending a willpower point on that as well. Leaves me with 11 dice. Nine successes. Damn! That's awesome. That's six, seven. That's three plus three strength, which gives me strength seven, which, according to the rules, means I can flip over a small car. Oh, fuck yeah. That is... Oh, dude, this is awesome. And, and do they have a sturdy door? Because I have another sort of ability, Ogre's Rending Grasp, which is which subtracts durability from something like, uh, especially if it's a barrier, since I don't pay glamour for it then. It's a standard wooden house door, and I think yeah, uh, so basically what you did would, would more bother. than cover it. Yeah. yeah. 
So you guys make your way to the door, and before you can even lay hands on it, uh, what uh, really quick, um, does what you just did does that like does that have like a uh, does that look like anything? I'll let you describe that if you want to say that it it you know looks. Yeah, like it's something. sort of you know uh, Frank in his changeling mean uh, is sort of you know a giant absolutely gargantuan man. So now you know his his hands sort of start shining with sort of daylight basically in the middle of the night. Also, what time is it? Is it like midnight or something like that? It's like or... it's like eleven. 15 11 30 oh okay. this is all this is all like you know the same night and it hasn't it hasn't gotten too late yet that's true okay. this has all been like moving along pretty quickly you went home and, and manny picked you up yeah so you guys make it to the front of the door and uh before you can touch it manny just goes to open it and then you know seeing that it's locked he just he just looks to you he, he sort of gently pushes manny sort of behind him just and he kicks the door open basically just, you know smashes it falls down walks in um sort of announces summer court king manuel rice is entering this residence in the name of the summer court and just screams it you know at the top of his voice and and you, and you can know, feel the 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 force and the echo of your own voice just yeah. bouncing off the walls, and you know the dust from this this door just slamming against the ground is slowly rising in the air. This this is uh this is like a I don't want to say a shack. It is a house. It's a it's a wooden house. A cabin would be the better way to describe it. It's a wooden house. Um, it's where you guys are at right now. It's it's like the almost like you guys have driven like an hour. You're getting close to the other side of Florida where it's, you know, right about to start entering the Everglades and the, the more rural, like swampy, you know, non-city areas. So this is like a wooden, kind of like a, a wooden cabin, sort of off the beaten path. Um, this is like a, you know, small population area. Uh, there's no other houses in sight or anything like that. And, the minute that door goes down and, and you're, you know, you make that loud declaration, you just hear like this shuffling coming from upstairs. Like, like, I don't know if you've ever seen like an animal try to like, try to start running really fast and their, their legs are going so fast that they're just like, yeah. you know, not moving. It's just like, it's, it's almost something like that where it's just like, you hear this fumbling, this, you know, this absolute panic. And Manny's just like, come here, you motherfucker. And he starts to walk up the stairs. Yeah, I, of course, you know, go after him. Sort of, you know, just trying to stomp around and make as much noise as possible. And every step you take is just boom, boom, boom. You know, the, the room just rattles with, with your every movement. And uh, you can see this this cabin. It's, it's very, uh, very minimally furnished, you know? There's, there's no, it doesn't look like there's any TV. It doesn't look like there's any, you know, many modern appliances. You can see that there's like a kitchen with a stove and stuff like that. Everything in a, a bit of a disarray. It's kind of a mess in there. But you do see um, hanging on the wall of this, this room that you entered through, which appears to be like the living room area. It's the living room area, which is like where you just entered. 
and the there's no like wall that separates the uh, the kitchen from it. But you can see this this almost like a, a cloth banner it appears to be very uh, homemade, um, hand hand stitched insignia, um, in the same shape as that uh, wooden object that uh, Manny had shown you in the car. Um, Manny is not waiting for your your cues at all. He's just starting to walk right up the stairs to um, to to get this person. Where are you hiding? Stop hiding! Start and banging on the walls. The both of you guys uh, walk upstairs and into what appears to be the uh, the one bedroom of this place. It, it's like all the other rooms. Uh, there's you can see the open door of a bathroom, and you see the open door of what was like a what was intended to be like a second bedroom that's just completely used for storage. There's just a bunch of shit everywhere. You go into this master bedroom and uh, Manny is just like looking around. You see him peek under the bed and he just goes straight at the closet. So I sort of look at Manny, you know, asking if I should open it. He gives you a nod, like, go ahead. Yeah. So Frank rips it open, you know, with his and sticks his face there and, and as you open it, you see this this figure. He's he's a you can tell immediately he's a, he's a changeling like you. Um, his skin is is bone white, and he's got almost this like mouse like kind of snout, elongated features in the front of his face. Um, he stands tall, although he seems to be like like his knees are are bent somewhat. Like if he had fully stood up as tall as you know fully stretched his legs out, he'd be about six feet tall, probably, but he stands kind of hunched. He's extremely pale. He has a, like, like a blonde, whitish, kind of like silvery hair. It's like longer, but not like long hair. It goes down to like, maybe like the ears or something like that. And you can see it's kind of like a bowl cut type of cut where it's just very crude, uh, obviously done by hand, you know, not, not going to a barber or anything like that. He, um, you see, he's got his hands up like this, like, and he just says, Manny, before you can get another word out, you just see Manny grab him by the collar of his shirt like this, pull him forward and just deck him in the face. And he just goes down instantly. And Manny's starting to pick him back up by the back of his shirt and starting yeah. to walk him so, towards the stairs. Uh, yeah, you know, Frank will go to the back and sort of hold him for Manny. Yeah. So you grab him and you're holding him up and Manny just starts to wail on him in the face in the stomach and you know Manny is he's just lost in this rage right now he's just like I fucking told you to knock the shit off and he's just like you leave that fucking that fucking bullshit at my house you come to my fucking house and you just see him and he's just he's revving himself up at this point he's just going insane and you are holding this guy and you know part of you feels like a little bit of guilt you yeah. you can tell this is this is going you know this this guy couldn't hurt one of you if he wanted to. And here both of yeah. you are holding him back and just totally, you know, like ripping into him. Yeah. And he's just, he's just like, you know, letting out these like sobbing sounds with every blow. It's just, you know, uh, uh, just like, you know, over Manny, and over. And Manny's just sure not letting right up. Guy? This is the motherfucker. And he just, he pushes the guy down to where he's like, uh, you know, you let go of him from like his shoulders like that when you feel him just kind of like slunch down like that and then when you step away from behind him Manny just like shoves him and he he falls on his back and kind of like slides a tiny bit on the hallway near the stairs 
And then Manny walks over to him and stands over him like, you know, like pointing his finger down at him like this. And he's like, I was here a fucking day ago, one fucking day ago to tell you to knock this bullshit off. And this is what you fucking do. You try to leave this shit in my house, try to fucking intimidate me. And the guy's just like, I'm sorry. I, I wasn't me who left it. It was the others. It wasn't me who left it. I listened to what you said. I haven't been showing anybody anything. And he just picks him up by the, by the shirt again. He's just like, listen to me, you rat fuck. And he just starts like just wailing on him again. And it's just like, Frank, you're starting to. Um... Yeah, Frank's not going to let this go in like, he doesn't want him to get seriously hurt. He just, you know, just I thought we were just going to scare them. And you see him and he, he cools off a little bit and he's like, <sighs> he's trying to catch his breath from from all that exertion and he's just like well i asked you i asked you kindly the first time well as kind as i can and you fucking cross me again so so this time things are going to get more real for you he's like if i whatever this fucking group whatever the fuck you guys are doing it's done if i find out any if i catch a whiff of this i'm going to fucking end you and anybody else who 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 does this shit what you guys are doing you know what you you fucking courtless fucks. You guys just go around and you, you know, you have no leadership, you have no control, and you're you're making it hard for people like me, people like him, people in our freehold who are who are trying to live our lives the right way. And you just see the guy, he's just he he, has, he can't even talk. He's just trying to trying to breathe, trying to collect himself while he's just, you know, you, you see like blood coming from his forehead, uh, blood coming from his nose, and he's just there's no there's no words. Um, you're starting to get the impression that that Manny is done here. He's, you know, he wants to just wash his hands of this now. There's a lot of these courtless here, Manny. Yeah, there's a few of them. I mean, not all of them are out to cause trouble, but these guys don't answer to anybody. We get fucks like this who, you know, they're running around as a group. They got they got nobody to answer to. They think they can just, uh, you know. They think they can just show the, the world our secrets with their fucked up whatever fucking cult this bullshit is. You know what? Fuck that. What are we going to do when, when, they show, when they show somebody, you know, the, the truth of, of us and, and these people start looking at me, these people start looking at you or Isabel or Raymond or Katrina or Charlie or Norma or any, or any of us? Right. The fact that these powers exist, these powers exist, but not everybody should have the right to use them. Is what I is what I believe, and I believe that this fuck here is trying to use. He doesn't even finish. Let's get the fuck out of here, Frank. Right. So after Frank is going back, he's just sort of gonna pick up the door he kicked down and sort of prop it up there. It's just like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. What a nice guy. He puts the door back. <laughs> this is like a crazy thing to remember. Like Frank is from like another time period. Yeah, he is. From and it a just, very, very rough time. Yeah. Okay. And, and as simple as this man is, you know, he's, he's been able to acclimate with the modern world in, in a way, you know, in a pretty like a, a pretty good way in just the couple of years that he's been in it. So, you know, he's, 
he's brighter than than is let on i think you know and i mean it's like sort of this changeling thing where changelings have to be adaptable right and fair you know arcadia the realm is sort of ever-changing and it's very chaotic and uncertain and the rules are always different right and then he goes into a it's just basically like another realm of Arcadia that's once again different. That's how he saw his sort of transition into the modern yeah. world. I mean, it's like he was like in his world and then one strange yeah. new world and then now he's in this strange new world. Exactly. You know? Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Weight Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin at highlevelgames.ca please help they're coming <laughs> the Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing The Central District is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire Districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city?
Neon Masquerade. The Demon's Mirror. Thirteen Candles. Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels. The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more.